Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third to tell you about the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. It's equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend. The Hyundai Santa Fe features available all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, plus available dual wireless charging pads, ensuring that you can take on any adventure. It's ski season, and with the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, I can easily load the car with all my gear plus my friends in the third row and make it right to the base of the slopes with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Hello and welcome to another episode of Attacking Third, a CBS Sports Soccer Podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host, Lisa Roman, NWSL analyst and broadcaster. On today's episode, we've got a little bit of breaking news to discuss with everyone. Washington Spirit officially named Chris Ward head coach, interim coach, no more. Let's get into it. Before we do that, a quick reminder to follow us on Twitter at Attacking Third for breaking news. We're also on YouTube, so subscribe uh, so that you never miss a new video or whenever we go live, visit youtube.com slash Attacking Third. Lisa, Washington Spirit made it official. Finally. (laughs) Finally, finally, right? We were almost just waiting for this tweet to come out and and for this news to hit our inbox because uh, Chris Ward came in in August and really took this team to a new level, winning the championship for uh, the club for the very first time in history. Um, but we were just really waiting for this to happen. Every time, Sandra, we did an episode about a new coach announcement or uh, other coaching vacancies, we'd be like, well, Washington Spirit has Chris Ward kind of waiting in the wings. When is he going to take center stage? Um, and it happened Monday after the draft. So uh, interesting enough, well, we can kind of dive into it a little bit. Yeah, I thought it was. I mean, maybe we could talk about this at at the top of this uh, quick episode for everybody. But like one of the things that we were like paying attention to, along with always doing our offseason podcast episodes and talking about the head coaching Vegas season, we would include the spirit in that because it's like, hey, nothing's been official yet. So we're still considering this a head coach vacancy. Right. Even though there had been a lot of like rumors and connections to say like, hey, this is it's likely going to be Chris Ward who's tabbed in this role. Right. But you can't really report on it until it's like mostly official. Uh, but even leading into that big week, right. Of, of, you know, the, the draft events where you had the back-to-back drafts of the expansion draft and then the 2022 NWSL draft, everybody starts talking about like, who's going to be involved in those situation rooms when you're talking about making those moves. And it was just a little funny to sort of see like on the spirits, uh, social media, like, you know, putting up the pictures of like, hey, this is where it's all going to happen and not necessarily seeing Chris Ward initially, right, in, in those Twitter uh, photos per se. I'm mean, just sort of uh, wondering, like, whether or not maybe they were going to hold off on on this announcement. And, and here we are, right, recording this and reacting to it on the Monday after the two draft events. And uh, it, I mean, maybe it just kind of makes sense, Lisa, right? I mean, I think it's hard to argue a little bit when you're looking on the pitch at all of the soccer that happened, everything that the team (laughs) went through when Chris Ward came in and took over and this trajectory that they just took off on and winning the championship. 
I, I think you have to look at that because uh, we saw a lot of coaching turnover during the 2021 season, which isn't that typical. Um, but for 2021 in the NWSL, man, that was the most normal thing we had. And because of that, a, a coach that comes in in August, like Chris Ward and takes over as interim head coach. And then what his record was nine, two and three after he took over in August. And the two losses that are technically dubbed under him came as forfeitures after COVID protocol breaches from the team. So honestly, he didn't lose a game <laughs> since yes. he came in. And then yeah. he goes on to win the NWSL championship. I mean, that is very, very, very impressive. It's impressive when a coach can do it, having a team from February uh, or March when the preseason gets going all the way through to November, but to only have a team for three or four months and be able to go on that kind of streak it says a lot about the type of coach he is and, and really what he observes going from practices to games. Because when Chris Ward stepped into the interim head coach position, the first thing we saw was uh, roster switch up a little bit. He was putting players in different positions, rotating them differently. Um, it, it really came down to if you started last week, you're probably not like you're not guaranteed to get a start the next week going into the next game. And it's how you do in training. Um, and, and because a coach that was really a, an assistant for most of the season and observing what was happening, that's when you get your best ideas. And then when you're just thrown into the fire and you can make those calls and it's your choice, it worked really, really well for Chris Ward. And that's something that is really impressive. That's why this announcement isn't that big of a shock to us or to NWSL fans. I think that that was that's a good point that you bring up because I think that's one of the things that probably stick out, right? I mean, behind the the big shiny trophy, right? That came, yeah. that came at the end for them, but the little things in between and sort of having that adaptability, right? As a head coach and sort of kind of really being thrust into that position under not the greatest of, of circumstances and spotlight for the franchise, right? With all of the off the field pitch things that were happening. But those little things like, oh, like, I'm going to be adaptable as head coach and maybe sort of rolling with the punches as they came because the team, like most of the other teams um, in, in the league during that later stage of the season, right? It was the longest season ever in NWSL history. A lot of clubs were dealing with, with injuries and, and nagging things along the way. And you got to be adaptable in that sense. And there was a real sense of just like, listen, this this is the roster that we have. These players are going to be slotted in when when needed. And the trust that has to come with that, right? Mm -hmm. You are sort of putting players in position. I mean, gosh, starting, you know, a, a young player and someone like, you know, Tara McKeown during the NWSL championship, it was, it was sort of based on necessity and lack of options, right? But sort of having the trust and faith and to, to sort of have that player uh, involved in a big game like that is, you know, the, the payoff was clearly huge. Right. Um, but also just someone who has just been involved with the spirit for for some time. Right. As, as the team tactical analysis and player performance development coach, like those things are coming into play. And I'm a little curious mm -hmm. of like what a full season uh, Washington spirit side under Chris Ward is actually going to look like, because I think in the moment, right? So much is spearheaded and motivated by your team and your club. And Lisa, we had a number of players coming on at the time during their sort of playoff run there, whether with Ashley Hatch or Aubrey Bledsoe or Tegan McGrady, even at the time 
And just sort of really talking about how the team was just locked into controlling what they can control. And that was in front of them, the games in front of them and whether or not they can win, win them or not. Right. And I remember even chatting a little bit myself with Chris Ward leading up to, to the championship final during the media day there. And him sort of echoing that, that he had actually leaned on the players versus the other way around. So we're removing all of those things now. Mm-hmm. In 2022, there isn't the big, huge, glaring kind of spotlight in terms of, you know, oh, all of this stuff is happening off the pitch. Uh, they're going to have a new head coach. It's it's official. No more interim tag going into 2022. And they're just coming off of two draft events where they made some deals, acquired some new young talent and are going into a year that a lot of that, that many are, are are knowing that, hey, this is going to be a big year for World Cup preparation. Maybe there will be players coming in and out of your team. And so I'm curious to see what a full season Chris Ward-led Washington Spirit team looks like. I think everyone is, honestly, because it, the bar is so high right now for Chris Ward when you look at what he did in 2021. I mean, having four months and then winning the dang national champ or the championship for the NWSL. I, the bar is very, very high for him, but now to have a preseason and like you mentioned, Olympic qualifiers, players are going to be in and out. This is going to be a tall task for him. Um, and I, I think there's a lot of pressure on him to succeed and and take his team back to the championship. Of course, every coach wants that, but um, you have an entire season to do that. That could really help him or it, it could be a lot. Um, he has been a head coach before for youth academies. And, and you mentioned he was with the spirit before um, as like the technical and performance coach. He was with the Washington spirit in his, in the very first year in the NWSL in 2013 as a first assistant for the club. So he's been in a lot of different roles within Washington spirit. He also worked for the Seattle Sounders as a scout for them. So he knows how to recruit and he knows how to find those younger players. So although we didn't see him in in the draft picture that was tweeted out by Washington Spirit, I hope he had a say in some of the younger players that were drafted to Washington Spirit because although not in the head coaching role at that time, he was still interim head coach at the point of the draft just this past weekend. So he has that eye to find those younger players that he can develop. And he knows the squad that he is left with on his roster from just ending the 2021 season what a month or so ago. So he knows the holes he needs to fill, the pieces he needs, and, and the different players that can make that happen. I think his experience that he has overall um, and what he went through in 2021 in trying to keep the players focused when they step across the white line on what's happening on the pitch, not any of the outside noise with the ownership battles and other allegations happening throughout the league, just keeping them focused on soccer. He did a great job of that. And because he has that experience, it does give him a leg up heading into the 2022 season. Although we hope for no more off the field drama, things happen. And he already knows how to deal with that, right? Like that's true. I think that that can also be thrown daggers and he's come out on the other side of it. Yeah, that could absolutely be viewed as something as an asset. Like, hey, like this this person came in during a franchise crisis, right? And and did that, right? And so like maybe that can be viewed as as a as a positive, unfortunately. Like pressure maybe, makes diamonds. Apparently, <laughs> according to the Washington Spirit uh, 2021, that that's that's what it took. So, I mean, that's definitely could be viewed as an asset, like someone who's good under under a crisis or under pressure. Um and because, you know, I 
I, I mentioned, yes, I'm looking forward to what a, a full season Chris Ward Washington Spirit team looks like in 2022 without all of the everything happening around it. But there is still some loose ends, I think, that need to be tied up, right? There's been a lot of reporting uh, out of the, the, the franchise right now talking about um, what is the next phase in terms of ownership for this club. That was an, a bit of an ongoing saga, you know, throughout the 2021 season. One of the many things that uh, had put a spotlight on the club. Um, and there was a little bit of a back and forth, right, that, that was always being reported on in terms of, um, you know, within the, the ownership group that was currently in place. Uh, Steve Baldwin was asked to resign from the players that that took place. He's stepped back and now there is still uh even as we're looking ahead to 2022 just around the corner um still ongoing uh, conversations about a new ownership that could come in and uh buy out a new stake in the team and the biggest that has been thrown out there and reported on is that why michelle king who's currently an investor already within the washington spirit is actually looking to buy to become majority owner of the club and made a 35 million dollar offer which is just outrageous by NWSL uh, club standards in, in the past in terms of people looking for a comparison. I believe when the uh, OL group came in to partner with Seattle Rain at the time, I think the figure was around $5 million or so. People can feel free to correct me if they like, but you're talking about a huge stark difference in uh, in monetary values just from two years ago to now with Michelle King valuing this franchise at at that double digit number. So we'll see what what happens. There's been other report reports out there that there were additional groups uh, sort of in the mix, but that they have actually pulled out. Uh, so as of this recording, again, there's yet to be an update on on that as well. So while this is you know congratulations to to Chris Ward, there is still some business to be handled for Washington Spirit, and we'll have to keep an eye on that too, right, Lisa? Uh, we will. And this when this news kind of came out that uh, it was still available to buy the team, and and they haven't sold to Y Michelle Kang yet. Um, it they kind of said, hey, we're going to try to do it by the end of the year but hey we're deep into december at this point so uh, i'm not sure if that's going to happen by the end of the year i don't foresee that happening but that's just within washington spirit hey at least they have a, a head coach permanent head coach they can start moving forward with that and chris ward because uh, there are a few other teams in the nwsl that can't even say that i mean chicago red stars um their former head coach rory dames resigned the night of the championship and then uh, it was came out allegations of uh, abuse from him and investigations there. But Chicago Red Stars did make an announcement uh, just about a week ago, last Monday before the draft that the club was underway searching for a head coach. And they hoped to make that announcement in January of 2022. So hopefully we'll see more coaching hires across Chicago Red Stars and Kansas City Current. They are still without a head coach. Um, Former head coach Hugh Williams, who was the 2021 coach, he stepped down at the end of the 2021 season and really moved his way into the front office. He was in the Kansas City current um, media room for the drafts ahead of both of them um, as a front office staff and Hugh Williams. But Kansas City still has not announced a head coach either. So a few vacancies still out there in the NWSL. Hard to believe that we're literally, what, 10 days or so yeah. away from the new year. And uh, there's still a couple head coaching vacancies out there. Well, we'll we'll see what happens. I, I thought Kansas City did a good job in their in their draft that took place recently. Uh, Chicago Red Stars as well, trading out of the expansion draft right. 
looking ahead to, to to that draft and then picking up some more offensive pieces that they're looking to probably develop with the team. Um, but Chicago Red Stars are also putting out a statement saying that, you know, their goal is to have a head coach in place. They kind of are putting a timeline on it um, around January, um, clearly before any type of preseason or, or, or players have to report into camps and stuff like that. So we'll, we'll see. Those are the last two that we got to keep an eye on Lisa and, and we'll be keeping everybody uh, up to date and uh, you know, ahead of all the news on that. I want to thank everybody for listening and joining us as always and our first reactions to this news. If you've enjoyed what you heard, you can follow us on Twitter at attacking third or on Apple podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcast shows. You can leave us a five-star review on Spotify. And if you have any questions for us, you can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts with a question. And Lisa and I will answer as part of our mailbag segment. We're also available as videos. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Visit youtube.com slash check the third. And we'll be back on Wednesday with more exclusive interviews in the NWSL. For Sandra Reda and Lisa Roman, this was a check the third. CBS Wednesday. We have so many cool, diverse people from different backgrounds, different beliefs, different upbringings, and it just keeps growing. I'm a citizen of the United States. I'm a hustler. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm the queen of the tribe. I am playing whatever role I gotta play. I'm gonna play this game for speed. I ain't going down like no punk. A new Survivor Wednesday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus. 